the new Parkway Theater, where good food, diverse entertainment, and community create a place for everyone. For showtimes and special events, check out www.thenewparkway.com. You are listening to High School of where real talk is our vernacular. Cricket is a sport of guys not athletic enough to play baseball. You know, they got a little athletic ability, like they can breathe and run a little bit, but <laughs> I wouldn't they say can breathe they can breathe and run. They can do it at the same time. It's all about psychological stuff and like your heart rate. The person that works the most is the pitcher. That person runs more than anybody else on the field. The For people, some unknown reason. People in the outfield, which is 360 degree outfield, where they got to like, move at all. Man, you don't even got to hit the ball that far. Like, it's like, man, if it rolls and hits that wall, you get points. I'm like, wait a yeah. minute. No. Baseball is way better than cricket. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I you hate think cricket is tight. With, I agree with you. It's Jared. fine. It's not anything near what baseball is. And the batters are so bad at their hand and eye coordination. They need to use this fat ass, wide ass. Yeah, they thing. use a wide ass paddle. They just basically bunt. Just hold it there. Let's go hit it. It'd be like Chubbs and Happy Gilmore. Let's give it a tap. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score 510 podcast. You can catch us at High Score 510 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and on the Twitter. You can also uh, check out our Patreon. You get exclusive content, conversations that are too hot for our regular show. Check out patreon.com backslash High Score 510. And we are here with. Uh, this is AG3 coming at you faster than that guy that was on top of the building in Lethal Weapon 1. When uh, Riggs was trying to calm him down, uh, I need a Riggs now because I just paid my car note and I'm thinking about going on top of this building and, and contemplating where, where life is going. You know, you're you're not the first guy to think of this, you know. Uh, a lot of people have got problems, especially during the silly season like now. You know shit! No, you're wrong, pal. You're wrong. How in the hell I get in this situation with the car note like this? Come on. <laughs> uh, the craziest thing, the craziest thing people keep telling me I'm fortunate. When I tell them how much I pay my note a month, they're like, what? Oh man, you got a great deal nowadays. And then my sister tells me there's some TikTok thing going around where people are pay- saying how much they pay for the car note. She's like, average is like a thousand dollars. I'm That's like, nice. okay, that makes me feel blessed, but still, I don't know how they haven't jumped. Mm-hmm. No, that's just uh, they're just getting you in more debt. People are getting in debt. Thought you were gonna say your car note was was so high that you were gonna start teaching at Donda Academy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, <laughs> thinking about seeing if he got if he hiring for Pauler. No, no, no. We need to we need to continue to push Mackenzie Bezos, Scott, Mackenzie Scott. Keep thinking up, you know, we could do a music video like that old white lady that was rapping in uh, Arizona or Utah. Or we could do like uh, a cameo where, you you know, what I'm saying or we could just do like a, a real just kind of just like infomercial style thing. You know, Aaron, just think of think of it, we'll, we'll, whatever direction you feel like. We definitely got to go 90s R&B. <laughs> yeah, we 90s R&B. What, we'll be you be the lead. We'll back you up. Yeah, we'll get you a leather jacket that goes all the way down to like your mid shin. You know what I'm saying? It could be like light tan brown or something like that. Aaron. We'll get you some. Yeah, yeah. We'll get you a turtleneck, a knitted turtleneck, like a nice thick one. And we'll have you suited and booted before you even knew it. All right, well, here's a sound bite, Aaron. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. 
like, wow. <laughs> he did not know what he was saying. <laughs> play, that, play that for me again, please. Please play that again. The way his tone at the back, it just lets him. Asalikan Lama. Asalikan And we are here with. Hey, what's going on? This is Brandon, aka Taco Pablo. Happy to be here. Um, yeah, survived another week here on the East Coast. Your son is on the freaking phone crying and he get on the phone. You know why? Because the announcers are saying his father doesn't want to be heavyweight champ. And you know what he asked your wife? You know what he asked your wife? Why though? How come daddy don't want to be champ no more? Now we see why Michael Moore never made it big. <laughs> why he got knocked out by 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 uh old ass George Foreman. <laughs> How come he don't want to be champion no more? Hey, was that a, a good uh, pep speech in the corner? Like, is that a good, like, rousing, like, you know, one last stand, give it your all speech? Or was that just, oh, because he, he had a prop, too. He pulled out, I'm on the phone with your wife right now. <laughs> so, it sounds like the star of a Drake record. Man. Yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> exactly. All bad. And my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just jart. One thing I have not done, I've never pretended to be a police officer. And 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 I've never I've never threatened a shootout with the police. Well, and now I have to respond to that. We are we are, we are no, moving no, 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 on, I gentlemen. I have to respond to that. And you know what's so funny? I am work with many police officers, <laughs> and at the same time, Mr. Walker, to, Mr. Walker, no, 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 Mr. Walker, no, no. When Mr. He Walker, excuse me, truth, Mr. Walker, when please, he say a out of respect, truth, I, I, I need here. to let you know, Mr. Yes. Walker, you are very well yes. aware of the rules tonight, Yes. and you have a prop. Yes. That is not allowed, sir. Yeah. I ask you to put that prop away. Well, it's not a prop. It, it, this is real. And he said, I but, have a prop. I never want to be law enforcement. It is considered a prop, Mr. Mr. Walker. Oh, yes. Excuse me, sir. Yes. You're very well aware of the rules, aren't you? Well, aren't he, you aware of the he rules? brought up the truth. Well, let's talk about the truth. Thank <laughs> In news this Damn week. Shame. Damn shame, man. Herschel Walker <laughs> faced off. Against Raphael Warnock in a debate, y'all. Did y'all see that? Did you watch it? Hell no, I didn't watch that. <laughs> no, man, I, I just scrolled Twitter for all the highlights. That's all you need to see the highlights. <laughs> well, that was the number one highlight from the debate. Herschel Walker pulled out a badge that he's like, This ain't this ain't a prop, this is real. <laughs> wow. But he pulled out a badge because he said that it was given to him by the sheriff of his county that he grew up in and that he has police on his side. So, you know. I don't know if he's still claiming to be a cop, but he definitely has friends who are cops that will, are willing to give him a badge that is real so he can use it as he sees fit. Now, I will say uh, Warnock looks like Hershel Walker sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you over here stereotyping Southern black man, Jerry. Uh, man, man I, just, I, just, I just said he had big lips. Can you tell me what that means? You say you over here saying the Michelin tire man. Yeah. You over here saying John Gruden talking about him, man. You over here rubber lipping. Can you tell me what that means? I can't even ask debates now. Remember when debates <laughs> have intelligent people? We just don't get that no more. Well, they used to be, at least be tied up. Like, it used to be buttoned up a little bit. 
And if they didn't know what they was going to talk about, they would talk around it. But they at least presented as though they were semi-cogent and intelligent. Now it's just like, you know, you can have somebody out there who's just spitting <clears throat> random bullshit the entire time or just sounding like an idiot. But um, another highlight was uh, Herschel Walker on health care. Mr. Walker, with more than 1.5 million Georgians uninsured, in one minute, is it time for the federal government to step in to ensure all Georgians have access to health care? Well, right now, uh, people have coverage for health care. It's according to what type of coverage do you want? Because if you have an able-bodied job, you're going to have health care. But everyone else have health care is the type of health care you're going to get. And I think that is the problem. And what Senator Warnock want you to do is depend on the government. What I want you to do is get off the government health care and get on the health care he's got to get you a better health care. So that's what I'm trying to do to make you independent rather than dependent. Can you tell me what that means? Oh, my God. You see, you see, you see how he's sucking his bottom lip? Everybody knows you never go full retard. What do you mean? Check it out. Dustin Hoffman. Ray man, look retarded, act retarded, not retarded. Count two picks, cheated cards, autistic, show, not retarded. You got Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump. Slow, yes, retarded, maybe, braces on his legs, but he charmed the pants off next to him and he won a ping pong competition? That ain't retarded. He was a goddamn war hero. Right. You know any retarded war heroes? Oh, this is yeah. bad, man. This is like, this is <laughs> like, you know, when like, shit. This makes Magic Johnson, Ricky Magic Johnson, sound like sound like the goddamn the, the what's the black dude that do all the cosmos and shit. I'm not gonna be here. <laughs> nice. Neil Tice Degrassi, 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 yeah. or something Neil like that. Ty he make he make Mike Tyson, a uh, young ass boxing Mike Tyson, sound like Neil <laughs> Neil Tyson Degrassi. Damn, I can't say this motherfucking name, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give uh, Herschel a magic moment for that answer. Uh, you have to get Herschel a Herschel moment for that. Magic wasn't that ain't man. This magic moment. <laughs> he need a Herschel moment. He need a whole new moment. Can you tell me what that means? Can you tell me what that means? I got health care. You don't. Every able body work, able body work. You got health care if you able body work. And then we work. I, and people that don't, you know, you on the government. I'm trying to get people off the government health care. So you can get health care. Which healthcare. is government health care. government health care. <laughs> I want you to get his health care. His health care. He got good health care. He got that good health care. He got that good health care. Like, you know, they, they you know, they take away skin tags on his. Mine, they won't take away no skin tags. But he got the government tag, won't take away skin tags. He got skin tag health care. Use it. Use it. They'll take away skin tags, clear your ears out, do all that good stuff. <laughs> I took my mama in. She got her skin tag removed. She had one on her armpit. That was the size of shit, almost the size of a college football. In school. <laughs> I think okay. we got a new segment. We're gonna do what would Herschel Walker do? <laughs> How would Herschel Walker fuck this up? <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> Man, I miss. I'm sorry, Herschel. You know, but um, yeah, this brother, <laughs> conservative people. This is and this is the scary part. I honestly am like listening to what Raphael Warnock was saying. Like, obviously, like if I had a vote in Georgia, I would probably almost certainly, you know, vote Raphael Warnock, but not because he's necessarily a Democrat, because the motherfucker actually seems thoughtful, and you know, what I'm saying has a good track record. Um, because the motherfucker got more than three brain cells working, Jared. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, man. That too. Another big question. Who is the guilty party? Should we start at the beginning where African-Americans sold 
your, the African-American ancestors into slavery and to a slave trader who eventually sold the African-American ancestors to slave owners. The slave owners who had no success and no luck trying to make a Native American who land they took become their slave because the Native American ran away. Like I said in last week's Cutty Corner Shout Out, I don't want stupid people making decisions for everybody. Just like I don't want the richest people in the world to make decisions for everybody. Like, it's got to be somebody, and there's different types of people. It's got to be somebody who is, you know, has an ability to be empathic and sympathetic and has all these different virtues and, and, and components of their of their character that allow them to extend understanding and openness and hopefully good policy towards the people that they represent, not people who are just so, you know what I'm saying, is it myopic, who are just like so f f like focused on one thing or just they will sacrifice any and everyone else for their goal and their agenda. And that's not that's not how you represent people. That's not I don't think it is. But Georgia, shout out sponsorship. Get out and vote, y'all. Don't if y'all like if y'all going to look past the fact that this man can't even put together a thoughtful statement that makes sense. He had a couple little witty lines where I was like, man, that was really witty. And I stand where I, I've said I stand in the past that a patient's room is too narrow and small and cramped a space for a woman, her doctor, and the United States government. We are witnessing right now what happens when politicians, most of, most of them men, pile into patients' rooms. May I, may I respond? Very quickly, Mr. Walker. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is, and I heard about him, I heard he was, he was he's a neat talker. But did he not mention that there was a baby in that room as well? But then I thought about it, and I was like, actually, it wasn't that witty. It's just was like amazingly witty for Herschel Walker standards. So I was like, okay. Like, I was like, Herschel was on his game. People were like, man, he was so sharp tonight, stuck to the points. Man. <laughs> he didn't answer any real questions and then started getting mad at Raphael Warnock saying, see how he avoided <laughs> answering the question? Also, you know, just to kind of cap this off is... Uh, Herschel didn't show up to the other debate that happened last night. So there was a debate with the other person running for the Senate seat, who's a, a libertarian, and Raphael Warnock was there. And then uh, Herschel was not there. They still represented Herschel Walker with the empty podium in the middle of the stage where he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> they he declined did. to be there. <laughs> it's like, man, two debates in three days, man, that's too much strain on these three brain cells, bro. We're trying to preserve them. In other Georgia oh, Congress man. news, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene was in a debate. And she had this to say. Marcus, you're a father and you are a representative of the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party is the party of child abuse. It's the party that represents grooming children and sexualizing them in school, teaching anti-white racism in the terms of CRT education and genital mutilation of kids, kids that can't even get a driver's license, can't get a tattoo and cannot vote. How do you stand there and represent the Democrat Party as a father? And do you believe in genital mutilation of children under the age of 18? And, and these puberty blockers that have severe health consequences. Time for your Because I have re I've introduced a bill to ban it and make it a felony to, genital to mutilate children's genitals. Do you stand by that? Boy, that, that was a lot. And God bless you, Marjorie Taylor Greene. If you truly believe that, that I'm praying for you in this country. <laughs> I believe in... I like that he just left it at that. <laughs> just left it at that. Don't answer that ignorance. I pray for you. <laughs> Let's get to some real news. In other news, Alex Jones <laughs> was ordered to pay 
over $950 million to the families of Sandy Hook. <laughs> Came two two weeks old on this one, Jared. This shit is two well, weeks old. You no, know how you always... This happened last week. This happened last week. Yeah. I thought it happened. No, it wasn't no, the week this, before. No, this is a second no, judgment. He lost a, yeah, he lost another judgment of $50 million in in texas in texas and they're just letting them know that how terrible their lawyers were this group of people got got more money yeah these people is getting uh a billion dollars several families getting 50 million dollars each uh 14 family members um sued him for libel and defamation for claiming that sandy hook was a, a conspiracy to radicalize people's anti-gunness and take away more of our liberties. And so, yeah, he basically is uh, now having to pay a billion dollars. What do you guys think about that? Uh, they're not going to see any of that money. Uh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> I can't imagine a, a way that Alex Jones is going to make a billion dollars and somehow give it to them. If he, even if he had, Mm-hmm. I don't think he's a billionaire. I don't think he has any really close billionaire friends that are just going to pay for him. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's a, it's a big number. They're just basically saying like when they kind of like when they give somebody like double life or triple life in prison, well, it, it doesn't really make a difference after a certain number. <laughs> so it's so weird. Cause like, I think um, I was talking about this support last week. Like people don't <laughs> care that you say stuff. They care that other people listen. Cause there are a lot of conspiracy theories out there. People could just say, but they're just really mad because people don't like listen to him, right? But that doesn't mm, really change, yeah. any, change any of the facts uh, of the case. Like they got they they found the kids, <laughs> their bodies in the graves. Like it doesn't matter what some idiot on the internet says. But I think that's so 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 weird about our legal system that you could just sue somebody for saying something that's completely false. Even with like the the Cardi B thing, like the YouTuber who was basically saying she had all these venereal diseases mm-hmm. and she got ordered to pay like four million dollars or something like that. Like it's so wild to me that that there's a monetary amount that you can calculate for somebody just lying, lying. Just mo- and not 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 in like not in the court of law, not to the police. I was just saying some shit in public about you that ain't true. Well, I think mm-hmm. I think Brandon, you, and you're I get leaving it. out the fact yeah. that we're not talking about like people's opinion, right? Yeah. Like, oh man, like, oh man, I watched this game. I think this dude sucks, right? I think Draymond Green overrated. We're not talking about that. We're talking about guys who are spreading people who are spreading like vicious lies to either you know defamation of character, or in the case of Sandy Hook, where it's just like. It's like ridiculous, right? So it's one thing if you say it in a bar. See, here's the thing: you're allowed to say in a bar. Bill Burr the other day he talked about, you know, when he was in the bar watching To play, right? Talking about because you know he loves football. He's like, I, I was complaining about To back in the day, right? Watching this guy play. This is when you know he got that contract with the Eagles right before he, you know, all that blew up. And I'm like, man, you believe that this guy got the money he demanded, right? You believe he worked? Because he's like, we watched him drop a ball. And I said that to the guy sitting next to him in the bar. He said, white guy. And he said, he gives me that look. He looked around. He said, that's when I should have known what was coming. As soon as he looked around and then just drops the N-word on him, right? He was like, I hate that effing. And then drops the N-word. <laughs> Bill Burr's like, I knew I should have known something bad was coming the way he looked around, right? Mm-hmm. To make sure it was safe. And so I think it's one thing to be in a bar, Brandon, and just say it randomly. But like, if you got a podcast with millions of people listening, like journalism has always been held up to a high standard, right? If you're going to consider yourself a journalist, whether you're a hack, a liar, or people trying to jump in the game like us, right? You have to hold yourself up to a standard. You can't just come out lying. 
That mm-hmm. and I always say that about us on this show. We can't just come out lying, right? Like we yeah, gotta, Darius. We you heard that, Darius? You heard that, Darius? Fuck you, Darius. Fuck you. Ah. <laughs> facts. We can't come out with lies because it's just it doesn't happen in journalism. Even though we have this new journalism where anybody could be a journal or a fake journalist or so-called amateur journalism like like us, you still have to be hold to something, right? And 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 I think this country still holds that, right? Journalists will always get in trouble if they couldn't, you know, they would go to jail for their sources or or confirm their story, things like that. It's one thing with, with journalism, right? Because you can see a direct correlation between something negative you said and like something I'm trying to do. Like if I just say. I think they let toddlers urinate in all Pepsi products, allegedly. That can affect their bottom line. I could sue you for that if you knew it was a lie when you said it <laughs> and you yeah. hurt my pockets or whatever. But Alex Jones and these people from Sandy Hook, like, I don't know what their argument was because I didn't really follow the case like that. Mm-hmm. But why is there a monetary amount to that? Like, you can cease and desist, you get the show shut down. Maybe it affected like people <laughs> donating to funerals or whatever. Well, the thing is, uh, is that he he Infowars is its own like it's its own production company. It has a platform. It has millions of people who engage in his information, right? So mm-hmm. he has reach. It's an LLC. It's got money. It's got money and funding behind it. People buy things from them, um, and I'm sure he you know profited off of. You know, what I'm saying that lie or that conspiracy after the verdict came out, he was on his show talking about like, they're not going to stop us. It's crazy. This must this is what hell must be like or some shit like that. And then he's like, keep buying stuff, keep buying stuff. We're going to fight this to the very end. We're going to fight this. So get back on the shop and buy these things. And like a big part of what he's doing is like, yeah, he's like a snake oil salesman. He's one of those people who, you know, what I'm saying pulls up like in uh, that movie, Sweeney Todd, that beautiful wide movie with Johnny Depp and Helena Baron Cohen. Pirelli, the king of the barbers, the barber of kings. Hey, buongiorno, good day. I blow you a kiss. Okay, serving meat pies. And you know, the guy that was also in it is the guy who played Vecna in uh, Netflix's Stranger Things. Shout out sponsorship. A little fun fact for you. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, he was the kid who was trying to run off with Sweeney Todd's daughter that he didn't know was his daughter. Anyways. You and Eric started a movie quiz show. That's what y'all should do, man. I have no, I've never seen <laughs> Uh, I well, like, I, hey, when we I watch movies watch we watch movies to watch them and i never seen sweeney todd but when i watch my other movies mm-hmm. i watch my movies to watch them see there's other people that casually put on this is why me and netflix don't work that well brandon i can't casually watch it right unless i've seen it like 20 or five times like i could casually watch top gun i could casually watch all star wars movies and go to bed to them those are high vendetta ranking movies but i can't i can't casually watch I gotta watch it and know what's going on. Yeah, I like to watch movies and actually like be real meticulous when I watch them, unless it's just already starting to bore me, and then I'll like lose interest. But typically, if I'm into a movie, I'm gonna pay attention to a lot of the little details. But anyways, as I was saying, our boy Alex Jones has reach, he has platform, and he's profiting off of it. And two of the plaintiffs were actually uh, FBI agents. Um, oh, one of them was a. FBI agent who responded to the 2012 shooting, whose name I'm sure was put out there. And they, you know, what I'm saying were targeted by these conspiracy theories. These families were these people are grieving over like a tragic, like life altering death and like of a, of a child. And 
You have people who are, you know, calling you liars and telling you you're a fucking scumbag, probably getting some death threats. FBI agent, you know, had to, you know, process that shit. And he's going through his own trauma. And now he's being called a liar and a conspiracy theorist when he had to, you know, go serve a community going through great grief. So, yeah, Alex Jones, you know, you profited off you telling this lie. This is one of the things that you talked about a lot. And one of the things you probably sold shit in your shop about and people you know, saying, listen to you more because they wanted to believe your lies about some of these things. And so you profited off it. So motherfucker, he, the damage you've done, plus the profits you're going to give to these families and this FBI agent. Hopefully he had his business affairs in order, man. Hopefully he's an S corp or corporation. Yeah. And that should just tank as opposed to him doing some DBA, which I completely believe Alex Jones is operating under. Well, that's different from you, Brandon. I hope he died and burn in hell. <laughs> and I hope it's a painful death. And I hope um, he get disemboweled and they, you know, and maybe quartered or something, you know, more. Right, Aaron, I would love to see the map of your execution down. Because apparently over the last few weeks, people still kind of look converters. Disemboweled. No, no, no. He said, he said, uh, he said, and the bloodline. He said, and the bloodline. In the bloodline. In the bloodline. You, 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 could, you could tell he's been watching House of Dragon because he's just and bloodlines. murdering everybody. <laughs> Yeah, but fuck Alex Jones, man. Like he, he, like Aaron, you could he could be on your, your on your no longer breathing air, no longer sharing air. That's on the thing. Earth. He's a shitty person. Yeah, I don't want He's, him breathing the same air I breathe. You know what? If he breathes carbon dioxide, I will allow him to keep living. But he doesn't. He breathes oxygen. He we shouldn't have to share the same breaths with him. I think he's just a pathological liar. He's point. a piece like, of he, shit, Brandon. He could be both. People, yeah. two he things can be true. You can be a pathological can, liar and both. a piece of shit. But the same and a bad human think, being. But we need people like that around to be pathological liars because sometimes there is like a, a shimmer of truth, kind of like that wall that shines golden in Yosemite every once in a while. Like under these conditions. Oh, that's like horse tail falls. Yeah. So the firefalls, <laughs> they do the firefalls too. No, but we're not saying genetically alter and not allow people to be born that are going to pre- be pre. We're not doing some Gothica shit. Or what was the one with the Ethan Hawk? Um, Gattaca, got, what was that movie, Ethan Hawke, where they- Come on, Minority Report? Yeah. No, 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 no. Oh, I, I think it was Gattaca. It might have been Gattaca. I didn't watch that crap. They were genetically modifying humans so that they would have not have any faults and they would also be like geared we're, towards one thing or another and be and, skilled. And if you weren't born in that yeah. in that system, then you were considered a lesser and like, you know, shit. We're not saying that. We're just saying like when you realize that this motherfucker ain't shit, they can go. They can go. We're not saying that you can't have kids. We're gonna keep an eye on their ass. But uh, you know what I'm saying? Like it's time for no, you. No, that, that probably that probably should be one of the prerequisites for you not to have kids. Like you should. No, no, nah, because nah, that's too much control. Too and yeah, that, no, we're not saying yeah, control that's nature. Too much, like that's like big big brother, yeah. I do believe in that you have a chance to prove yourself to be what you are and who you are going to be. And you, yeah. Alex Jones, prove yourself to be a piece of shit, ain't shit motherfucker that ain't shit. Yeah, and that nigga owe me five dollars. Todd popped in. Todd, are you there? How's it going? It's on a walk. Oh, what's up, guys? Sorry, yeah, I'm, going, I got, I'm trying to pick up pick up a grizzly shit right now. Oh, yeah, not an actual grizzly, but your dog named Grizzly. <laughs> yeah, still, dog shit. Sorry, I got still only half the size of a real grizzly shit. <laughs> That's a big dog. It's a, it's a big one. Yeah, it's a big one. It's How's it going, guys? I think I you, you always know when you tune into a high score podcast, it's either going to be some. Some uh, some really heavy shit or some really light shit. Nothing in between. I, just, I heard something about being disemboweled and 
Yeah, yeah one day, one day, Jerry realized, "Hey, man, I'm gonna hey, choose a weekday and talk politics." <laughs> <laughs> Get shit out the way. <laughs> All right. Well, in other news, walleye fishermen accused of cheating were indicted on felony charges. Jacob Runyon, 42 of Ashtabula, Ohio, and Chase Kaminsky, 35 of Hermitage, Pennsylvania, were accused of cheating during a fishing tournament on Lake Erie. It was confirmed there was some cheating going on when one of the event organizers took their catch that they had submitted, cut them open, and found lead weights and other fish fillets stuffed into the fish. What do you guys think about that? They don't charge them a felony charge. You can't get none of these. See, that's why. What state was this in? Might have to move uh, Lake there, Erie. Man. It was Lake Erie. So, uh, so Ohio or one of those Midwest states around yeah. there. I'm going to have to move there because they'll take care of business. Unlike California, letting foods cut off catalytic converters <laughs> and, and putting them on, on, on release to don't worry about it. Yeah, programs. man, you can get federal <laughs> charges on a leisure sport. <laughs> you getting federal charges on cheating in a goddamn fishing contest that nobody really fuck <laughs> give a fuck about. And then here we are out here. People stealing catalytic converters left and right. Well, I think one of the reasons why it is felony uh, felony charges is because, they, because they made a lot of money off them. They did yeah. it for a lot of events. I read it. They did yeah. a lot of events. And I also was reading. So I didn't know at the end of the. So they donate the catch from everyone in the contest. Like the fishermen could choose to donate their catch to go towards the food bank and they give it out to families in need. All the fish. So food banks are on hand to get all the fish. And they never they knew to check it because they never would donate their fish. And they're like, really, we're, we fish for a living throughout the year. No one eats the fish, right? They're like, we, no one's eating that much fish. And they're like, in some of the competition, you know, you got so far along to go, you don't carry that fish with you'll spoil, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, usually you donate it. And they would never donate their fish. You know, it's a competition where they pick their four biggest fish, walleye, and put it in there. And they said they could tell, like, the average weight is between these certain weights. So... They're, those fish should have combined for like a total of like 17 pounds or somewhere near there. But those were almost like 30 or something, 30 pounds or over 30. And they're like, come on, man. So, yeah, I can understand the felony because I heard they won a lot of competitions. Some of the prizes were boats, which they resold for more money. I mean, I understand that. I can't believe it's felony charges. They're just not banned out the sport for life. Yeah, I would right. just, I would ban them also. I, I hopefully mean, that's another consequence that comes out of this is that they're just banned from fishing yeah. events. Yeah, Bill well, Belichick didn't get shit for his all his cheating. He made he made the he made the Patriots the Patriots became a billion dollar uh, uh, entity after they won all them cheating Super Bowls. Brandon, what do you think about that? I think all the points Aaron said, man. Nobody's really cares about this fishing thing. It's the most publicity this whole fishing <laughs> circuit has gotten in at least fifteen years. <laughs> It's it's almost yeah. like the chess chess at least you know chess had deep blue, and then yeah. they had um uh, I Fisher think Bobby Fisher they had the Bobby Fisher it. movie that came out and then they had the guy who and then um, they had the girl the what, chick the Queen's Gambit girl Queen's Gambit girl and then they had the guy who had the drinking. butt plug had the vibrating butt plug so yeah. well even that movie uh about the whole dog show thing right the reason that movie got made because there was a controversy. There. Back and then somebody found that guy in the news. Like, oh, this old dog, <laughs> this old dog show world. I forget what the name of the movie is. Like, a super uh, best in show, movie, best in show, best in show. Yeah, whatever. That's the name of the competition to like too, Brandon. Best in show. And that's how that movie got made. I feel like there's they're trying to, they're angling for some for some exposure, man. She has really given him a thorough going over. Are all judges that thorough? I mean, yes, she looks yes. at the teeth. 
It's very important that all the attributes are examined. Uh, teeth, eyes, Runs ears, Ouch. gums. Am I seeing right? Where's she putting her hands now? Uh, she's just checking out the dog's uh, testicular area Ooh. to make sure <laughs> to make sure that uh, that everything is intact hate to go out on a date with judge uh, edie franklin have her judge me that'd be no fun i mean i don't know if sex on a boat sails and it's like the scandal does <laughs> people you know, seem to be addressing the story i'll say this i think it's the same very similar demo <laughs> was days of thunder a big enough success to make a second one about fishing days of thunder wasn't about fishing what you mean just saying a similar demo of who's interested in these sports. Similar demo, similar people might come watch it. Is that a movie that was good enough to be like, we need to do another Days of Thunder? Now, I know Great America had a Days of Thunder ride, you know, saying that. Well, I, the I was going to say, I was gonna say if you made it, if, if Great America gets a Days of Thunder fishing ride, then maybe. The know, difference man. is NASCAR was blowing up. They were growing out the sport, unlike this fishing. And I'm not going to say same demographic here. One is the South and one is Midwest. Those are way different people. Oh, but you got, but you got, you got a blue collar, salt of the earth, white people. That's the vibe that I get from both those blue collar. Which salt tells of the me earth, that you don't watch neither one. They wear the same type of jackets. <laughs> no, no, those NASCAR jackets. They spend a lot more money to watch NASCAR no, 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 no. than people no, no, no. who are watching fishing. I still see hunting jackets. I see hunting jackets at the fishing thing. I see hunting jackets at NASCAR you events. You didn't watch. You ain't watching. Now, NASCAR in the thing. warmer months, they, they they obviously ain't got no shirts on or they cut off sleeve shirts. But those are the same people that will go home and put on that hunting jacket when it's cool at night. You. Come on, see? Now you're saying I, went, I see them wearing hunting jackets and that they go home getting hunting jackets. Those are the same people. You going to tell me people at NASCAR don't go home and wear a hunting jacket, bro. Dude, how many people you know watching that? They all shop at Bass Pro Shops, bro. Come on, man, Jay. You see, this is this is you. It's, it's Camping World, actually. <laughs> yeah, and and, and, and yes, is, the name has changed, and this is you, Brandon. How many black people have you heard talk to you about NASCAR since you've been in North Carolina? Maybe one. That's it. Like, Just wait. one. I tried to bring it up after that one incident. I was like, I don't have 45 minutes <laughs> yeah. to talk about this. <laughs> but that's the South. That's a contract. North Carolina is where NASCAR started. So obviously that's like, that's that's different. What I will say though, Aaron, how do you get all these same these same people to vote for somebody who obviously doesn't I have agree. interest in voting? I agree. They it's all blue have collar, similar. Blue collar white mm. people, yeah. but That's but the same NASCAR. similar demo. A similar demo. I'm not saying okay, that they're okay, fans. Okay. I'm just saying the demo that you're going for is very similar. I think that if Days of Thunder was a big success and people are like, man, this kind of leisure sport or this uh, peripheral sport movie did really well we're gonna do another one i mean it did do well but it did very well well tom cruise was in it so it did well enough like for tom cruise but it wasn't a great movie it was no you were young when that shit came out that shit was a did really well wasn't that was robert duvall in that too yep robert yes duvall. robert duvall and now he was he was big time back then yeah, yeah, that's what I'm oh, saying. It was, it was a, a well movie. movie. It was a Jer big Jer budget Jer Jericho movie. Jericho, by his old standards, him, but being young, it was big, man. I it saw it in theaters. Help grow NASCAR. It who helped grow who NASCAR. took you to go see Days of Thunder? In theaters, yeah, man. When I was a kid, when <laughs> tell I was me a kid, who hurt you. you tell huh? me who hurt you. I think it was a friend's birthday party. They wanted to go see Days of Thunder. It was like it's Tom Cruise. We're gonna go see Days what of Thunder. Year that movie came out. I'm trying to see how old. You uh, were Ninety-one. I was like five. No, I was like six or seven. I was in first or second grade. We went saw Days of Thunder. Came out in 1990, Jared. Yeah, so I was six. Yeah, I remember. And then I went to the amusement park and did the ride. I was like, the ride was better than the movie. <laughs> so you were in first fucking grade, man. Don't sit there and start acting like you was old enough to remember how big that movie was. No, it was a big movie. Tom Cruise was in it. That's the reason why we saw it. We were like, Tom Cruise, he's Top Gun guy. Champ Snake wasn't wait, a success. You, I asked the question. You was told it me you saw Top Gun and Days of Thunder in the same four years. Bro, I saw Alien. 
and had nightmares and I didn't it like to go to bed sex. as a child. <laughs> I was like four years old, three years it old. It made 157 million in goddamn 1990, Jared. That's huge. All right, so then we need to make a fishing movie about these guys. Tom Cruise can play one of the guys. One of them's like 50 years old, so Tom Cruise you can play him. See, Jared, I, I'm thinking you're one of these young people that just look at Rotten Tomatoes and go by, was it successful by what the Rotten Tomatoes score is? I don't, watch, I don't use Rotten Tomatoes. I use my own acute ability. I have my own grading system. That's even worse. That's movies. even worse. Days of Thunder, man. No, that tells you how how well I watch movies. I'll tell it you was that. a big fucking movie, Jared. It was a success. You can't sit there just because movies don't come out with a sequel. Don't mean it wasn't a success. No, no. I, that's, but that's why I asked the question. You guys could give me an answer. So obviously, I'm gonna think I gave you an answer. It was tight. No, it was a good movie for its time, man. You're not. You were in first grade, Jared. I man. can't tell you movies out of first grade where they success or not. Nicole I can tell you whether I like Kidman. them or not. That's all I could tell you. Nicole it Kidman was a was success. Good success. in that movie. She did not look good in that movie. You talking about that beautiful white woman? She did not look good, man. I can understand the hype on her. I like the movie, but I can understand the hype on her. It's you liked her better movie. in Legends of the Fall, didn't she? She got better. She wasn't in Legends of the Fall. What was that one where she's? I'm gonna stab you through. Far and away. Oh, far and away. Whatever. It's the same thing, man. I, I didn't like that same much in that movie. I like that movie, but I didn't like. Her. I didn't like. I didn't think she was beautiful in that movie either. <laughs> I, I didn't think she was beautiful until she got older. She aged like fine wine to me. I didn't think she was good when she was younger. I thought she was plain looking. Eyes wide shut. So, I will say yeah, that, that, uh, that opened my eyes to her. <laughs> it, uh, my eyes weren't shut in that movie. That was the movie that opened my eyes to Nicole Kidman. <laughs> eyes wide shut. Stanley Krubiak, you made a shitty movie, but that's the way you go out before you <laughs> die. That's a magic moment. So it says Stanley Kubiak. This magic moment. Man, say whatever you want, man. Food dead. <laughs> I can like call Gary, whatever I want. Gary yeah. Kubiak, man. I remember he was a good, he was a Houston's coach, Houston coach. Gary Kubiak was backup to John Elway for all those years. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. Anyways, I, I remember him as a backup. Uh, back back oh. when he was in first grade, he was John Elway's backup. We started talking about uh, making a movie around fishing the last. Yeah, what, what's the best fish, fishing moving. movie of all time? Well, well it was fishing movie all the time. Jaws. <laughs> Jaws. And then last, the that last, is a fishing the movie. Last, the last big fishing movie was The Perfect Storm with Mark Wahlberg. There we go. Oh, oh, oh my one. God. Lord, help us, please. Uh, I saw that movie. I saw that movie in theaters like six I times. I saw that movie in theater. I, that's wanted, where... I saw it once and I wanted them. To, I wanted that ship to crash faster than the Titanic. Man, I saw that movie in Chicken Run about 15 times because that's where me and my girlfriend at the time was going through some things. <laughs> so why she kept taking you to go see Perfect Storm? Because we weren't watching a movie here. <laughs> oh, you're going through some good things. No, we was. Yeah, we was going through some good things. Some things. No, when you say going through some things, I'm thinking you arguing and you fighting, man. <laughs> no, we was going through the other things. <laughs> no, I don't know why you would go back. I mean, you guys, you must have, you guys must have all have roommates. No, no, this is high school. I, mean, I didn't even have a license yet. This is when I was like 15 and 16. I was going through some things. <laughs> Wasn't there another fishing movie, a comedy fishing movie? I, I just can't. Oh, there's Life Aquatic <laughs> with Steve. Zizou. I'm that just about well, I, I keep thinking. Well, I'm trying to think about this poor uh, movie theater staff who sees Jared and his girlfriend come here every day. <laughs> I see it's a perfect storm again. You waste a lot of money, Jared. To, Movies to is only five dollars at the time, man. It is. You could have saved your money and got a hotel room. For As I bark to Wana Creek <laughs> or bought to bark to one of these theaters and just hop in the movie and yeah, that was, that was, that's what we had back in the day. I didn't. I wasn't trying to go all the way. I couldn't get out to her house and and I, she she couldn't get out to my house. We couldn't drive. There's movie Absolutely. theaters. Like think about where where are the other places you could hook up when you were like a teenager. The pier. When I was growing up, we had the pier. We had uh, Third Street Promenade. You had the mall. 
Uh, so you guys don't have a mall culture up here. We at the malls. No um, time. Yeah, like I said, you don't have a mall culture up here. <laughs> you might as well have said Durant Square if you're gonna say Hilltop, Durant Square in Oakland. But see, like oh, don't, don't head on, don't head on. Uh, uh, see, but see, Hilltop. But I went to Hilltop. I said, God damn, this wouldn't even be a low end mall in L.A. <laughs> this the this the shit after everything closed down. But when you think about it, like the movie theater was a was an easy place to hook up. It was dark. You didn't have to worry about people was paying attention to something else, and you could sit somewhere as an if it was a really good movie. Yes. Don't go. If it was a movie like The Perfect Storm. <laughs> I really hope you ain't counting Days of Thunder as talking sports here. That's all I want to say. Days of Thunder. No, hey, we talk about fishing. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, man. Y'all talk all the sports on Woody's show. Don't ever say Jerry doesn't talk sports. That's two weeks in a row. You got chess and fishing. In other news, Daniel Snyder allegedly has been collecting dirt on various other NFL owners as a way to preserve them from voting him out of his ownership stake and forcing him to sell the team. What do you guys think about that? Oh, no, he sounds like he was doing what he's supposed to do. <laughs> like, what's the use of being an evil billionaire if you ain't going to do some evil shit? Like, what's the use? <laughs> My thing is, I don't know why he's doing this. If he sells a team, see, when Donald Sterling sold the team or his wife sold the team with a coordinate Donald Sterling without his permission, he's kind of old. It's like, man, damn, he became this multi-billionaire, but he's too old to really enjoy it, right? But Dale Steiner's young enough to still enjoy being a mo I mean, he bought the team for probably what 600 million, and it's probably gonna sell around four billion. Dude, I don't know why he's tripping, sell the shit. He's already really, really rich. Like, I don't think the money he rich, is, but he's is an to, issue. Like, he was selling he, he on his own rich. That's true, but it's just like, now you can be ridiculously rich. Well, I think also, like, it probably just plays into his ability to be like, hey, man, I'm in the, the nation's capital. I have the, you know, arguably the largest sports franchise in the nation's capital. I got people wanting to come to my games. I got connections. I got all kinds of things that I could parlay this into. So that's his angle. He's like, I'm not selling this team where I got access to fucking the, the, the capital and legislator who make law to land and shit like that. He's like, I'm about to use this to my fullest extent or at least use it for my friends and my other business partners extent. So I'm not tied to it and they make money. I'll kick me back shit for it, you know, or give me a share or stake in it. 800 million. And he also owns the stadium. Oh my God, he bought it for eight hundred million. You talking about the, what made him a billion? You know, a millionaire or a billionaire is the ability to turn profit. This is the biggest profit you could turn. Mm. Turn the shit. Do you all think that that is the reason why the owners have been so mum and been like Roger Goodell, give him that shitty little report about toxic workplace environment, and then let's get rid of Gruden, and then like don't talk about it. Say we're done with it, and let's move on. Do you think that that's the reason why he did that, and that's the reason why they haven't really forced his hand because? Jerry Richardson got voted out for less. That old man, Jerry Richardson, the Carolina Panthers old owner, what, 2015 or 16? Remember, he got voted out and he had to sell the team because he had done, he had Joe Biden, the woman, by sniffing her hair and made comments about women and their appearance and, you know, enabled uh, somewhat of a toxic workplace. Yeah, he also said but some other was, crazy shit. He too. said some other crazy shit. Yeah. And he was like, yeah. But he was also like 75, 80 years old. Daniel Snyder seems to have conducted himself in the, in in many ways leading a very toxic workplace environment and has done a lot of things to you know make his franchise in some ways laugh, laughing stock to various degrees why wouldn't the other owners have already made a decision to vote him out yet that's that's why i think conspiracy brother it, 
I, it's I hard to just vote each dirt. other out. It's hard. It to did just not vote take each other long out. for Jerry Richardson. He says a little bit of racial shit and then toxic masculinity. A little racial shit, toxic masculinity. <laughs> it's but, hard. But he, but he, but he also didn't fight it that hard. No, he didn't he fight it. Man. Yeah, he didn't fight it. He was like, hard, man, he's like, I'm out, man. Like, Remember he, that's he, why. He, Adam Silverman said the same thing about the Sarver case. You have to walk on eggshells trying to figure out how to do this. Because don't forget, you're basically his employer. It's not easy to do. And the other owners are going to be a little reluctant because they don't want the shoe to get turned or everyone to turn it on them, right? I'm just saying, maybe it was because the Me Too was kicking off real hard. But that Jerry Richardson, like that was a fast like sale. And maybe it was because he's older. He's like, you know what? I just don't want to deal with this anymore. I'm old. Let me just go die in peace because he died like a year later. Same thing with like Donald Sterling died like shortly after. Like he didn't last. Donald Sterling's still alive, ain't he? Nigga, Donald Sterling been dead, bro. No, let me look this shit up. I think you wrong, Jared. Oh, can't be. Man. No, he's still alive, Jared. I think you off. Nah, that nigga died. He got sick and died. No, he didn't. Dude. I'm pretty sure he died. <clears throat> Donald Sterling is still alive at 88 years old. No. Where, where has he been, bro? I mean, he's without being an owner, you don't have any. I mean, what? Well, oh, I'm sorry, Jerry. I forgot. He's, he's at the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and then he showed up for the Meek Mill concert, and then he was at the Grammys. Dude, he's Robert the only white man. If they're not an owner, they don't have really no other reason for knowing what they do. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me look hey, this up real quick because I don't yeah, believe you got, me, yeah. you got me over here cheering up like Stacey Dash when she found out DMX died, man. I'm like, what? <laughs> not Donald? Uh, not the I Donald. thought he was dead. Dude, I could have no. sworn he died, bro. Hold on. No, he didn't, dude. <laughs> Hold on. And Jerry man. Richardson didn't didn't <laughs> die either. God damn, you're worse than me, Jerry. All right, I gotta God give myself a magic moment. Hold on. <laughs> I guess once you're not an owner anymore, you just did. You me. don't. Well, you don't have nothing else. There's no. There's. You know, you're used to these basketball owners that's always trying to show up on TV and do shit. But even after they sell, there's nothing to do. No one has. There's no attention for them to get anymore. Jared's Jared, Jared, Jared Jared Dan Snyder's trying not to die. That's, yeah, that's why he, he don't want to no, I think Jared, I think Jared's saying that because he want he want Jerry Jones to be dead. That's why he's saying that. He's like, man, this is better, Jerry Jones. If it makes you feel any better, Jared. I had the same, I had the same thought. I'm not even joking. Yeah, um, what, we, I, what, what we heard. Dude, are we this like we glitch in the matrix, bro? I think it is a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> bro, so, yeah, what timeline am I on, bro? Is it, Aaron, is this Earth C130? Come on, man. <laughs> oh, what is it? That's, that's the one. C-130. That's <laughs> talking about Jerry. chess and fishing. I know. Seriously, bro. I was like, man, it all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Days of Thunder was a good movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, coach of Jackson State Tigers football team, Deion Sanders had this to say at the start of a interview. Now it's Jackson State head football coach, Coach Prime. Coach, how you feeling today? No, straight up. I always ask you how you, you feeling. I was not talking like that just two minutes ago. I can you do the interview? Can you come in like you normally sound? I just want to be clear and concise. And professional? Yes, sir. So being you is not professional? Well, I mean, I can't say, it was a co. I can't do that. I ain't actually do that. I just want you to be you. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Let me start over. Right. All right. Joining me is Jackson State coach, Coach Prime. Is that, the, is that the same? Dog, it's the same. Like, just be you. Just try your best to be you. Okay. All right. I, I thought I was doing that. But anyway, um, <laughs> I want to just ask you, you feeling okay? 
See, like, if I say, man, what's up, Rob J? That's me. Mm. What's up, Rob J? You, you know the difference? You, did you see the difference? Uh-huh. That's what you do. <laughs> and I don't know who you're trying to please out there, but just I just want you to try your best to be you. Okay. Hey, man. All right. He's like, nigga, I'm at work. I feel it today. <laughs> Much better. I feel good. I feel good. <laughs> yeah, see, he just had to change the whole thing. I better just ask just three words. How you feeling today? He, he, he turned two of the words into one word. He said them together. How you feeling? Say <laughs> that, like, nigga. I'm at work. Look, <laughs> but I'm trying to understand, Jared. Deion Sanders did an interview with 60 Minutes yesterday, which is unprecedented for HBCU school uh, football coach to be on 60 Minutes. I think he might be the first head coach ever on 60 Minutes. Mm. And we over here talking about him breaking down this dude not being himself. God damn you, Jared. God damn you, Jared. Prime time was on 60 damn minutes and you got us talking about him telling the dude to be himself. Well, I just want to know because he's getting a lot of shine. He's like, he's he's shaking up college football landscape a little bit, whether it was getting the number one recruit in the country to come to play for him getting exposure and light and, you know, refusing to go to his alma mater to stay at Jackson State, having his son play for him and them actually winning football games. He's becoming like kind of a motivational speaker. And so, yeah, he is getting a lot of he's getting a lot of pub right now. I will say it's way early in his coaching career to say he's doing the right thing. I feel like those investigations usually come out after you've been there for a while. And people's like, man, you know, this motherfucker's been, he's been fucking up for a really long time. <laughs> and it was all good when he was winning, but watch him get a couple of losing seasons in there. Mm-hmm. You'll see the docu series. You'll see the, yeah. the assistant yeah, coaches Pete, talking shit. <laughs> Pete Carroll did the right thing for the first five years. <laughs> so did uh, Chip Kelly, Herb Myers. Well, the thing is, is that so? Like, I'm I'm trying to figure out because you know, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, shout out sponsorship, come on our show. He's always been outspoken. He's always been very, you know, what I'm saying a very candid person. He, he's charismatic. He's engaging, he's funny, and he's intelligent. With that, it was this an example of Coach Prime getting too much into his own head and into his own feels, and you know, or is this just Dion just being Dion? Like, is this a, and is this an acceptable thing to be like, hey man, I need you to be yourself because just because you're black and being yourself does not make that unprofessional. Like, was this Dion being too much in his own head, thinking he's getting his head getting too big right now, and he can say whatever he wants? <laughs> Come on. And we're living when did Dion? When did Dion ever have a small head, Jared? I don't know. That's who Dion is. Dion, I'll give it this. Dion is being Dion. In that <laughs> interview, in a 60 minutes interview, Dion is being Dion. He has never, and I think that's the reason why he's telling him, dude, hey, you, you know, you don't have to code switch with me, right? I've been myself my whole career. You could be yourself yeah, right, right now by talking to me. With this microphone and say, camera crew in front of you. <laughs> I will I will say two things about the Dion Sanders thing. He does not allow his players to wear jewelry while they playing playing in the games <laughs> while they're in uniform. He doesn't allow them like to uh do the alterations to their uniforms, which he which which is what he was known for as a player. And we all still forget how he choked out the athletic director at high school he tried to start in Texas. Just <laughs> let's not sweep that under the rug. <laughs> True. How much how mature and intelligent he is, he can be triggered. Because I do you think good. that is you I look smell good. good. I yes. feel good. And you sing good. And make love good. Oh. yeah. But I think, like he said in a 60-minute interview, he wants them, I think he really cares about not their football career, but them becoming men. And I think that's why he took this HBCU job. Um, 
The funny thing is they asked him in that 60 minute interview, like, will he take a bigger job? He said, I'm never going to say no. <laughs> he said, I'm not going to say no, because I don't know what the money going to be like. When someone might come with me, something that I can't say no to, and I'll be a fool for saying no to it. Right. But for now, he's where he's at. He's not thinking about the future. He, I think he really likes coaching in a historically back college. I think he really likes working with the young men there and, and he's interested in them. I think he put on all these rules that are different from the way he played, right? With mm-hmm. the jury, the Jerry Curl. Remember his first press conference after the draft? He was oh, man, loaded man. up. Yeah, he looked like June Bug from I'm going to get you, sucker. Well, there we are. We don't have to ask anybody else. We got that from the source. <laughs> there, there you are. But I think for him, you get older, you know, you mature up, you get older, you might still choke somebody here and there, but you get older and you realize like, hey, you know what, what kind of impact I want to have on these people that are becoming young men, right? I want them to have more. I don't want them to try to beat me. I don't want them to try to do this. I want them to become men. He, he even said in an interview, I want them to become businessmen. I want them to become fathers. I want them to become, you know, partners. I want them to become the men they're meant to be and the best men they can be. Yeah, and I think he really means that. I think that's why he put on all these rules at Jackson State, why he does all these things. But he's still Dion. I mean, Dion's Dion. But they asked him about coaching the NFL. He said, hell no. He said, yeah. I'm end up committing murder. He said, I really might kill one of those dudes. <laughs> he's like, because once the money coming to play, it changes everything. And he said, he said, put it like this. If I go in halftime and look at these guys and talk to them and come out, he said, I'm liable to come out with only with only seven guys on my team after we leave out the locker room. Is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bitch? Yeah, no, I, I, I do agree, though. I, I feel like from his experience, I think he allowed his experience going through the college ranks and being a professional athlete and being at the heights of, of stardom as an athlete and seeing all that and then being able to distill it into something that is actually a productive and a directed form of coaching and and you know so you say inspiration for the people he's working with which i think is tight because he could have just stayed an athlete that was like you know top of his you know peak top performer of his era and his generation you know what i'm saying it could have just been like you know i'm just gonna just be a businessman and just do my own thing i'm not gonna do things that you know could be inspirational or work with the certain communities in a certain way like you know it could be more like a jordan he wasn't jordan but i'm just saying like for his position, he was like the Jordan of his position, you know what I'm saying? And you so, mean be like Michael Jordan and don't do shit for anybody but himself? Yeah, he could he could have just done that. And and there was a time yeah. where Dion was very selfish, like or he he presented and the way people perceived him and treated him was very, you know, like he's just a selfish guy. And that's why I think he was like, motherfucker, you don't know what I've been through. You don't know where I come from. You don't know what what, what I'm going to do in this world. And that's why he's throwing water on that dude in the in the locker room, that reporter after the baseball game. When Dave they uh, Carver. Tim McCarver, yeah. He's like, man, this guy's judging me, calling me selfish because I'm trying to play both sports or, you know, fly between. So he, I'm going to throw some shit on him when we win this game. <laughs> Real mature, Dion. I don't know, Brandon, but what do, you, what do you feel like? I know you were asking how long before you think Coach Prime leaves Jackson State. It sounds like you're not sure if, if this is going to be sustainable. Well, here's the like the idea to play for Dion at Jackson State makes sense for the top recruits if he can prove that there's a pipeline to the league from it, right? Mm-hmm. If they can get a viable star mm-hmm. to yeah. the league from this pipeline. And it's a big experiment. Like the the cornerback that went there, who's like the number two recruit Hunter going there. Yeah, Travis he's, Hunter. He, like he's an experiment. There are people who are going to show up to Jackson State's pro day because of Dion and how he's going to get the scouts there. And maybe somebody will get drafted. 
but they need a bona fide star, right? American Idol lasted for 20 years because Kelly Clarkson somehow became really famous and selling records, right? What are you talking and about, man? It, it, won- they, it started they, off because of Ruben Stuttered. And no, he was the second stuff. winner. He was the second yeah. season winner. Ruben Stuttered. Kelly Clarkson was the first season winner. What? Yeah. Dude, man, what time you, am I on? And you ever watched it? If you ever watched that show, they only show like the first four people who won. After that, there's been like 16 seasons left. Yeah. <laughs> After that shit, nobody's done anything. There was a guy uh, who I think won who had the same first and last name. Phillips. Phillips. I don't know. <laughs> I think it would call him Guy Guy. It's like Brandon said. It was, it was Clarkson, Stutter, and Fantasia, Fantasia Barino. Fantasia was good for a while. And then was uh, the McPhee. Uh, what's her name? Yeah. McPhee, Mc, whatever her name is. The really cute yeah. woman. And she was, and then after that, Catherine McPhee. And then after that, you didn't know none of them. But yeah, I think that's that's the thing he's proven. He has the goodwill and the time to do that. But if kids see, like, all right, cool, I'm not going to bypass going to Florida State or going mm-hmm. to UCF, UCF or North Carolina, or I'm not going to go to Virginia to go play major college football. I'm only going to come to Jack State if there's a pathway for me to do that. But I do think it will raise the floor talent at the HBCUs. And I hopefully they use the momentum they have to sell more tickets, get more infrastructure there to support these programs. Because I, I, I know some people who played for HBCUs and it is not, does not seem like a fun experience to be an athlete playing outside sports in the fall. It just does not seem like a good thing to, to want to be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, hopefully they they use this moment to sort of build that infrastructure. And I was talking about that. I don't know if you recorded this before the pod, but I think they do need to take the Ivy League model of like we're just going to have sort of insulate our talent. And this is going to be what we and make it a big thing. The the HBCUs or the SWAC. But you know, Travis Hunter they did an interview with him and asked him why he finally say recently why he chose to go to Dion as the number one cornerback and number one recruit, and he said. He said, because he told me I can have an impact on our people. He said, Dion told me that by doing this, I could be the guy that have an impact. And this could really help a lot of kids after me. And he said, and I wanted people to have a better situation. And he, he, he talked to him about that. Uh, how much this would mean you being a number recruit choosing Jackson State. That's tight, though. That, I think a lot of these guys, you know, are, are under the stranglehold of the American dream or the economic pressure cooker that is our our capitalist system that a lot of them are just looking for the ways to advance the next level without understanding like yeah where they do still hold some power and some ability to shape and influence their own experience but for the experiences that come after them i think Mm -hmm. that's that's definitely uh, it's it's dope to hear that he's thinking that and he's getting these guys to think about that because i think a lot of times they're just so hyper focused especially playing one sport Stay focused. Got to get that scholarship. Got to get to the biggest level and got to play. And then maybe you get your dreams of playing in the league. And it's it's like, hey, like whether you make it to the league or not, you can have some kind of purpose or meaning um, in your decision making that is that is beyond you or that is completely under your control that you don't actually have to make choices because this is the way everyone says you do it. You actually have more choice than you realize. And so that's dope. Um, I think, honestly, though. He just wanted that dude to code switch, kind of like the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Carey. What really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death? The fuck is that? (laughs) I'm dying in this fucking country-ass fucked-up town. (laughs) Shit flying in my mouth. 
the fuck? I can't see pollen. Let's get the fuck out of this country, motherfucker. <laughs> that was my mom's favorite video when I showed her that one. She fell out. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to What's Isaiah, his name again? Isaiah Carey. Isaiah the Carey Factor. He has his own show on Fox Houston. I think it's Fox Houston. That's Anyways, a- Aaron, any other fun facts that you could tell us that our fans might not know about Catherine McPhee? Oh, let's get to some Cutty Corner shoutouts. Cutty Corner shoutouts. Cutty Corner shoutouts is a segment we in the show on where everyone gets a chance to rant, complain, highlight something positive in the world. Cutty Corner shoutouts. Cutty Corner shoutouts. It's time. It's time. It's time. Aaron, do you have a cutty corner shout out? Man, Jared, not only do I have a cutty, I had all kind of shit lined up, man. This is how bad I am. I was going to talk about the Dodgers. I was ready to talk about Gala Apples, basically being the turn up of the apple of the fruit world. UFC. Um, UFC shit, boxing shit. I had all kind of shit to complain about. And, you know, and Gala Apples, I really want to complain because not only are they like the turn up of the Apple world, I, I hate that when people are like, oh, man, they've got some good Gala Apples, man. Gala Apples, if Gala Apples was a spice, it'll be flour. I don't know why people even buy that <laughs> shit. But anyway, I had all this shit I was ready to talk about, but it all got changed. You know why? Because my cutty corner shot out is Jared. When all fails, I learned from a dart. So when all failed, blame Jared. Now, Jared provided me a lot of entertainment this weekend. One, the entertainment of I go take a shower. Jared asked one question on text message. And he asked, what time do you guys want to do basketball draft? Three people answered. The fourth person came in with a different time. But it sounded like it was all settled down. I get out the shower. I start driving my car. I just see text going across my Apple CarPlay the whole time. I start my car. Look, I got 72 mixed text messages. Right. All for the same group. And I said, damn, Jared got an argument with the Darius again. Right. <laughs> 72 damn messages. So I sent out a text of leave, a picture of leave the conversation with with highlight where to leave the conversation at. People start leaving. And Jared does what be- Jared does best. So if you all have iPhone, you can leave the conversation. You don't have to just silence it. You can leave it. Jared does what Jared does best. Jared adds us back to the conversation. <laughs> just in enough time for us to see him kick Adarius out the conversation and then bring him back to talk more shit, then kick him out again. Now that turned into me having to talk on the phone with Adarius and him separately for two more hours. That's how I spent my Saturday. That's not even the main reason. Jared kept me entertained with our fantasy draft, everything. That's not the reason why I'm saying fuck Jared in this he gets the cutty corner shout out. I am saying this right now because look, man, first day of NBA season starts tomorrow. Tomorrow, and we hadn't said anything. I had notes on the Warriors' salary cap. I, I was ready to talk crap about the Lakers. They can't shoot. They can't defend. They can't rebound. I don't know what the hell they can do. I guess they could dribble a couple times. That's it. One of the worst Laker team I've seen in the history of Lakers basketball. And I've seen teams that had Trevor Wilson. I was ready to go off on that. But Jared, Jared somehow wants us to sit here and talk about Herschel Walker, <laughs> Alex Jones, I mean, at least the Herschel Walker segment was funny. You know what, Jerry? I need you, uh, Brandon, I need you to back me up on this. And Todd, you too. 
Will you tell Jared to take the cannabis out of the the the, the byline, all the stickers and all the merch, and just put comedy on there? We're comedy. Now, the Alex Jones wasn't comedy. At least the Herschel Walker was comedy, right? We got good comedy out of that. Alex Jones was Jared wanted to talk politics again. I don't know what it is about Jared. He wants to go out into a bar and just talk politics with people. You know what? You you need to resubscribe to George Magazine, that ain't, even though it's not in publication anymore, and just and just get your jollies off that way, Jared. <laughs> Sports, society, and comedy. That's what we are. Alex Jones is part of society. <laughs> that was not part of bullshit, Jared. We could have left that shit sitting there. <laughs> Well, actually, you guys talked a lot about it. I barely even said anything. I let y'all. We talked out. a lot only because it was like, man, we figured if we talk this shit, he'll get around the basketball season starting tomorrow. He'll get around to three teams that won 100 games out of the playoffs in the MLB. We'll get around all of this. We'll get around the MLB maybe having a wild card problem, right? I was like, oh, we're going to hit all this stuff. It's too much stuff going on in sports world. Football's now finally hitting the str- stride. Alabama the lost, man. Alabama lost to Tennessee. Tennessee tore down the uh, the goalposts. I was part of that one time. Uh, Cal first, my first ever big game, '94. Bill Walsh was the other coach, and I saw this floor mate of mine yell at Bill Walsh how he was not a genius, all in his face, yelling, just going off of Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh, you're not a genius. You are not a genius. He was nerdy as hell, yelling that shit in his face. All this, but no, Jared got us talking about Alex Jones. What else did we talk about? I feel like we talked about the Queen of England. Well, we talked about Days of Thunder on boats. <laughs> Man. Days of Thunder on boats. I mean, fishing, chess, just everything. Cricket, talk cricket. Oh my God, Jared, man! First day of basketball season. We talked. I could have gave the best fishing movies. <laughs> this is oh the time of year where there's basketball, football, and baseball, and baseball, and baseball, and it's good time. Cricket, chess, and fishing. <laughs> This is possibly we even the best Cuddy Corner shout-out of all time. <laughs> we even have Bubba, Bubba Wallace. We, you know, he brought up Days of Thunder. We didn't talk about Bubba Wallace getting his Days of Thunder out on Carl Larson's ass. No. No. We had to talk all of this. God damn it, Jared. What's wrong with y'all niggas? What's wrong with you? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, well, Todd, uh, how do you feel about Alex Jones uh, needing to award those families a billion dollars? Uh, it's probably not enough. I don't know. I want to know how come rich people can always go bankrupt and pay all this money for whatever. And they all, you know, he's still going to be probably living well somehow. Yeah, he's not going to be living. He's not going to be living on the street under the under the overpass. I would love to see Alex Jones uh, under the underpass trying to do his show. <laughs> <laughs> outside like a uh, uh, what is it a, a Coleman tent <laughs> some used Coleman tent you know the homeless people they ain't some Coleman tents they got some mouths on them mouths a lot of sex in them all kind of if those Coleman tents could talk especially after they get used by the homeless oh shit those Coleman tents could write the we history of the world we should start a non-profit yeah. called if these tents could talk if these tents could talk man they would oh, be man. crazy I, I think they use black lights for that <laughs> Man, after all the crack dust, the crack dust covered all that, man. I, that would be an interesting show to have like a crime scene investigator just in, <laughs> investigate some of these tents.
Like, oh, I see fecal matter and semen <laughs> everywhere. I'm sure yeah. tents weren't designed to be built for that. You know, that would be actually a good nonprofit, though, is you or a uh, uh, charity is you you get vacuums and Roombas for um, homeless encampments. <laughs> kind of Roomba is that? I think that's <laughs> you call Roomba, that an ant, I think you call that an ant infestation. They just <laughs> carry all these crumbs out. Yeah, you get a you get a Roomba. That might be the first Roomba to quit. That's when that's what that's gonna be the first robot to become sentient. That's what happened in the Terminator. They had a Roomba cleaning out homeless encampments, and that motherfucker became sentient real quick. It was like, oh fuck this. These gotta dudes gotta go. I gotta plug back in the sky now. We need to wipe mm-hmm. these. All of them gotta go. Exactly. All of them gotta go. These are the filthiest, worst things around. 